Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to No Parking on Sundays. This is your boy Eddie Midnight. I'm gonna work on a new intro. <laughs> welcome to season quattro deuce. I don't even remember. But uh, new season. Quattro deuce, what is that? Uh, I, I was thinking if it was three or two. Quattro is three, right? Trace is three. No. Oh, but I'm not a Spanish major. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> But welcome, welcome. Um, it's a new year, new season, quarantine done, uh, quarantine free. Uh, we back, new episode. Um, I think this is, shit, I lost count. I think this is episode 18. 18? 18. Somebody was asking me the other day, y'all have 16, 17 episodes already. Where have I been? I was like, where have we been? But we lost. back. Yeah. We, uh, is this the first episode of 2022? It is. It is. And in this April. Is in April. Um, shout out to you, birthday. Woo. <laughs> How's it feel being uh, 84? You know, I feel young because I can still go to the basketball court and not twist my ankle. Wow. You know the only reason, the only reason is because you said put me out of my misery. T- put everyone out of their misery and finish the game. And oh, that happened to you? That's what happened to me, yes. That's the oh, only reason I twisted my ankle. I didn't know. I didn't even know that happened to you. Uh, my bad. Okay. Yeah, how old are you throw a shot. Don't worry about how old I am. You're younger than me. Every podcast, you got to bring it up. Um, we're not talking about my age, but yes, I am on disability right now. Um we should definitely have a labor um a labor camp or a union for this podcast for real cuz i need to talk to hr cuz pre-production is a bitch <laughs> i need to get unionized cuz your ass is frustrated dog i didn't do anything <laughs> exactly <laughs> you should nigga i showed up to the office the office should have been set up ready for me to go you're a diva, son. I showed up on time. You're an hour and a half late. <laughs> I was setting up. I was over here working through the uh, terminology. No, nah, that nigga was playing video games. He was screaming at the computer monitor. <laughs> wow. That's what he was doing. Wow. Screaming at the monitor. <laughs> I was screaming at people in the monitor. <laughs> but uh, we got a lot of topics to catch y'all up on. Um, I think we should start off with music as always, you know, catch you guys up on everything that's going on. Um, as far as music is concerned, man, it's been an interesting year so far. Um, Future's out, or he's saying he's coming back. Kendrick as well. We have a few other artists who have finally made their debuts um, as far as Lotto and a few others. Um, Favi. Who do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Favi? I see you added some stuff last minute, as always. Um, I didn't add anything last minute. So um, I think we should start <laughs> talking about... What do you want to talk about? Um, let's talk about my favorite album right now, which is Pusha T. It's Almost Dry. Um, album's phenomenal. He has two of the greatest producers in hip-hop ever. Um, produces album, 12 tracks, six beats. And what's amazing is it's 12 tracks, and each... I think only one track is co-produced by Kanye and Pharrell. So... He split it down the middle, which is kind of fire. Um, the jump with Cuddy, where he's like, I'm not fucking with Kanye no more. You really like that track? Track I, is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. The song with Malice, oh my goodness. Malice, Malice showed him. you that he's still Big Brother. Yeah, Malice so killed many him. Bars, so many bars. Why Aren't they tw- they're twins or are they brothers? No, I just, no. Wait, what? Ral just said he just showed you he's Big Brother. Yeah, but I thought they were twins, though. No, the, that's his big brother. Like, legit big brother. Why did I always think they were twins? No clue. But they're close in age. They're both in their 40s, so who knows? Interesting. But um, Pusha, I think this is actually, Pusha makes really good albums, honestly. They're always really dark, really sinister. 
But what I think is really good is that in back, back in the past, he used to call them drug dealer Picassos. Now he's saying he's the uh, Martin Scorsese of uh, this Coke talk. And I understand, like, I've been understood, but he's leaning more and more into, like, it's it's literally like he's um, painting pictures and using these metaphors and these similes. And, man, it's just dope. Um, he, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Like, we need Pusha. He's necessary for the ecosystem. And it's not just direct Coke talk anymore, which is fire. Um, Pusha T's album's fire. Fabio's did, uh, album's really good, too. Um, I listen to Pusha. I, I, don't get me wrong. I fuck with Pusha T. Um, I think for me, I maybe I'm getting tired of Pusha. Uh, I think that at some point you want a little bit of different... Uh, at 43 years old, 20 years in the game, I think that I was... Ex- I don't know what I was expecting. He did exactly what he, I was expecting, but I guess I wanted a little bit more outside of just coke rap. I feel like he's never evolved. Pusher has never evolved. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's great. He he's found many different ways to talk about coke, and it's great. Like he continues to really impress me by his repertoire of different ways of talking about coke. But at some point, I think I just got tired of it. Like by track six, I was like, all right. And the Con- and the Kanye and Cuddy feature, they made it sound like this is the one, like this is going to be great. But for me, it felt like it wasn't um, mastered. I didn't like the way Cuddy sounded, nor did I like how Kanye sounded. It sounded like it was mixed improperly, probably on purpose to make it sound the way it did. But I didn't like that at all. I don't know. Both of those, I think they had two tracks together. I didn't, I wasn't feeling either of them. But the Malice track with Labyrinth, they killed it. Malice went off, like completely went off. His metaphors about Christianity and coming back from coming back from Christianity and being a church boy, quote unquote, to getting on a track and talking about Coke. He, he was, the way he flip-flopped between both of those worlds was incredible on that track. But um Outside he of that, cuss. he didn't curse. Yeah, that was. What's interesting is I don't think Pusha cursed that much either on this album. Because after I noticed that Malice didn't curse, and to think back on some of the tracks, I was like, "Damn, did Pusha curse like that?" Which I'm so now. I now Pusha Pusha cursed. You know, he definitely but cursed. He didn't like. It wasn't like. I think it was. Just he so didn't rely little. on it. Yeah, but I don't. Even, I think it's so. It, it's so minute. But he, yeah, that joint's great. Um, shout out to Pusha. I give that shit a three. Out of five, it was all right. I'm gonna list. I have to listen again though. Uh, definitely, um, Fabio's album. It was good, but it wasn't great. I think. I, I, think, I, f- I think. I think for the type of rapper that he is, and the content and the drill music, um, it's much like Lotto for me. Uh, he he showed that he knows how to make a song, even if it's only three minutes long. The song with Chloe Bailey, fire. The song with Queen Naja is really dope. Um, the song with Polo G and Lil TJ is really good. Production is phenomenal. Um, Kanye produced it for the most part. So that's how you know it's, it's pretty great. Um, yeah, the production was what really geared me. Uh, as far as lyrics, you're not going to get like the greatest lyrics from Fabio. I think what you're there for is him making good music that makes you like move. He says some shit about killing people, pushing people, and all that kind of shit. But outside of that, like, I, I think for me, I'm so into lyricism that Sometimes I get taken away outside of that when I'm going to certain albums. Um, who I was impressed about was Lotto's album, actually. I went in there really thinking it was not going to be... I didn't know what to expect, actually. And she impressed me, actually. The album was good. I was actually fucking with it. 
I listened to it twice in a row. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, the Wayne and Gambino track um, were great. I actually was impressed. I thought she said that's her favorite track, which happens to also be the one that I think somebody supposedly Wayne might have been that artist. Uh, we're not gonna spill. We're not gonna spill that. No, but that's the one that I think. Why do you do this before because, I even get my thought because out? Because we're not going to spew that type of shit. But like, it's, she literally did an interview and said it. It's not no, like I'm she, spewing it no, and making it up. No, it's not Wayne. If you're going to say the story, then say that someone did. It's not I mean, Wayne. I never even said my story. We know what you're going to talk about. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's what I always tell you. The <laughs> audience doesn't know shit. That's why we're doing this. I, what I'm saying to you is the audience may know that someone tried to pressure her into having sex for a record. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is don't position it as if Wayne might have been that person. I didn't. You, how do you, you did, know? Because you started I, from. No, I could have said Charles Gambino was that guy. <laughs> Come on, dog. It could have been childish. All right, go ahead. But regardless, that's what the rumor mill <laughs> says. I, I, regardless, that's what the rumor mill says. But I don't really know if ands or buts. But um, jumped on my point. Now nah, I forgot. But um, the album was actually good. Fabio, I listened to it once. I ain't going back again. I'll be honest. I didn't even the Pop Smoke track. I, I'm tired of people using Pop Smoke at this point. Um, after um, I know Nago, Nigo. That was a good album as well, but they used Pop Smoke twice, and I thought that was overdoing it at, at that point as well, because Pop Smoke had a whole track to himself on the I Know Nigo um, album. Uh, Nigo is the second half of the Neptunes, so I fuck with it. That album was tight. ASAP was rapping like old ASAP, and that's what I fuck with. So hearing ASAP rap that way was really like, um, that was good. That was good. Um, yeah, I like that joint. The Cuddy track is probably one of my favorites on there. Oh and, yeah, the, um, Cuddy did have a track on there. Yeah, I like that joint a lot. Um, I know Nigo joins the Sleeper is a really good album. It's it is like, a Sleeper album, and we didn't even write that, but I just remembered it right now. Um, uh, much but, like Dream Jewel's Gangsta Girls, whew, they did this shit like three days or some shit. <sighs> Fire! It was good, but it was like it's a mixtape. It's a real mixtape. It's a mixtape. Definitely mixtape vibes. Um, maybe I don't know. I feel like I was there, and I only was there for the the um, the J Cole verses. Do you fuck with Earth Gang? No, that's why. Okay, I get it. Um, Do you fuck with Jid? Some songs, yes. I fuck with some shit that he does. You fuck with Ari Lennox to a certain degree. Yeah, I actually don't think I've. Probably I mean, that's why you don't like it. I get it now. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan of all the artists, so that doesn't help me. So when I listened to the Dreamville mixtape, that was good. Um, so this was just the same. It was the same vein, you know. It was the same vein as the Dreamville mixtape. Because um, it's Dreamville. I know, and I'm oh. saying it was literally. It felt like the same album that I heard that like what two years ago or a year uh, ago. So it felt like exactly the same thing. Nothing different except for J Cole murdering two tracks on there. So yeah, speaking of Dreamville though, it's not on us either. Um, shout out to fucking Earth Gang. Earth Gang actually has probably my second or third favorite album this year. That album is so good. Let's listen to that track Amen with Music Soul Child. Phenomenal. I don't remember. Phenomenal. But like, like I feel like so fine. When was the last time you heard all these albums? Because it feels like it's still fresh in your head. Because these albums came out maybe three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Well, I listen to them currently. Like currently, Earth Gang's okay. album is a repeat for me um, right now. Because and honestly, I, I I I try not to fall victim of like what everyone talks about, which is judging an album off one listen. Because time, space, where you're at mentally, all dictates how you receive an album. So, like, but for me personally, I don't think Fabio's great, but I thought Fabio's album was really good. I think, if anything, the drill music thing is gonna fuck him up because it's gonna it's gonna burn out. 
But um, if he's going to ride the wave, go for it. But to answer your question, um, right now, a little rotation is um, Gucci's new track. Um, what's it called? Serial Killers. I like that jam. Um, <laughs> that joy, I, I heard it, but... Um, I think somebody else used that beat. I, I can't pinpoint Yeah, it. it sounded familiar. And then Gucci did rumors with... Um, I feel like he's on Lil this... Dirk. With Lil Durk. And I feel That's like he's fine. on this like tier right now where he's... He's going back to... He feels like old Gucci, you know? Well, he's been doing this for a while. Because remember, he signed Pooh He signed all these guys. Gucci Pooh Shiesty is the one that just got his sentence, right? Um, I think so. I don't really know what's going on with Pooh He's, he's the one. Been, okay. Yeah, right. Gucci been like... Gucci's been pretty on. Like, he just dropped an album, I think, last year. Dropped it like a So Icy, whatever his record label is. Um, album early this year, probably end of last year. But Gucci's been super, like, on it. But... Slight pivot from Gucci, Jack Harlow. That song, mm. First Class. The, oh my goodness, that man. The, it's, the way it's the they, sample, it's not the song. It's, it's the both. sample. It's 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 a beautiful. He did that shit the right way. You sampled it right, yeah. rapped on it right. Yeah. It, the beat, like it's a perfect song. It's like. it's but gonna. It's definitely really, it's definitely engineered perfectly. Yeah, I but feel Jack like Harlow can rap. I feel so like when people say he can't rap. no, he can't. I don't think oh, he's okay. a rap. I don't think he spits. I don't wow. think he spits. I really don't think Jack Harlow is like a rapper's rapper to me. Okay. I think he makes he. I think he is blessed with great production. I think he has. Whoever his record label is, they are really putting everything behind him. Exactly. Makes so much sense because the kind of people that he has in his corner, the way they're looking out for him as far as getting his beat selection, his features, like he is and he they put him in the right You don't space. think you don't think that he's getting that because of Jack Harlow being Jack Harlow him being a rapper? Um, I think part of it is mostly label acquaintances and shit like that. I do not think he's like a very good rapper. You know, I think like he's a mid tier rapper to me. Okay. I don't. I don't consider him like an MC. Not I mean, yet. I haven't I heard think, anything I from think, him that makes me feel like this dude is spit and he's saying something. Well, he's never said anything to me. I mean, I hear you. I don't know. I feel like I feel like when people get into these arguments about like who's like a rapper, rapper, it's like we're not here trying to compare people to Lil Wayne and fucking Jay Z. <laughs> Nobody's like that, like, I'm just saying. Like, we're yeah, not I get you. That. I get you. I'm not. He's, I, he's a rapper and he's a good rapper. That's all I'm saying. He makes good songs. That's hey, it. if it works for you, it works for you. I, mean, I just, I just see myself. If I hear his music, I will. I know I'm not playing it in my car. I know that I'm not. Right, I'm not cleaning up my house to it. I'm not. If it comes like, so I'm a fan of the Black Eyed Peas, right? So I fuck with the Black Eyed Peas. I fuck with Fergie as well. So I know a lot of their music. So that beat actually is more catchy to me because of the sample of glamorous more so than jack harlow jack harlow did ride the beat or whatever but honestly what that made me do was actually go back to glamorous and listen to that more so than jack harlow it made me reminisce and say damn i missed this song oh i loved how ludicrous killed that joint ludicrous went off on that song and it was Better than yeah. Jack Harlow, whatever. It was more memorable than that to me. So, but I mean, Jack Harlow is talented. I saw the picture of him when he first started performing. He had like 10 people, and then now he has millions of people. Like, I'm sure he put in the work. I'm sure he did. But, you know, at the same time, I think that record labels in Atlanta and something and all these other places that, you know, they some people have called him a plant because he kind of, it seemed like he came out of nowhere and just got all these crazy features and ended up on. NBA All-Star Celebrity Games, and now he's about to be on the remake for White Man Can't Jump. That's interesting, because I remember seeing him on Sway just standing in the background with DJ Drama, just being just being there. So mm-hmm. it's funny, you know, but that's all... That's you all remember people. him, or you saw the picture, and I then remember you remember him. that, I remember oh, him. there was a white boy standing there. I remember him. 
All right, bro. I, I mean, every, you if, you see, if you see the if you see the picture, like there's plenty of rappers that do interviews, and there's a bunch of people in the background, but nobody remembers. But he was the only white one, boy. though. No, all was, right. I saw the same picture. I did. There was there was multiple people there. It wasn't just him. I didn't see a picture. I saw the video, but that's neither here nor there. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Other than that, um, Vince Staple's album, good. I liked it. I fuck with Vince Staple. I think that he needs more recognition. I don't think people pay attention to him. This is his second album in like six months. Uh, the first one, I think, was like four tracks. This one was 12. And this was more personable. This was more of a story of his childhood and shit. It, you know what's funny? It reminds me of Good City, Mad City. Or Good City, Mad <laughs> yeah whatever that is um so it reminds me of that that's because he's from california it gave me that vibe and the skits on there about some of the things that he was going through or the interviews i think it was like his sister and little kids and just some of the stuff they said about killing and shit it was really reminiscent of a uh, good kid mad city so vince stable definitely needs more recognition when it comes to that yeah uh, he's not gonna get it but um <laughs> why you say that he just speaks too raw He's too real. Yeah, yeah. He's too real for um, Not like Vince, but I don't sit here and click a Vince album. I would. I, well, let me phrase that. You, so what you I didn't was, listen to it? I did. What I was going to say was, I'll rephrase that. I will just press play on Vince Staples. I don't actually like, I don't know any of the songs because it's just so good. So I just press Yeah. Play. I didn't so. download a single song, but I listened to the whole thing through it every time. Like, it's one of those, like, I can play it in the background while I'm working. And it's just a good, like, it's good music. And it just yeah. vibes out. Honestly, it just vibes out like Ocean. It feels like an Ocean Drive kind of album. I fuck with it. Um, other than that, Future's new album um, is out. Is coming out. I think, you know what's funny? Everybody pushed their album forward once uh, Kendrick announced his album. You notice that? That was what, interesting. What did I say to you earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Kendrick's, Niggas are scared. Kendrick yeah. is the only person that makes the world stop and rap. Say that again. Kendrick Lamar is the only person that makes the world stop and rap. Good. Yes, you're right. He does. I, I wouldn't say he's the only one. I he's think niggas. The only one. No, people are scared if Drake is dropping in the same week. People are scared of Cole. Kanye. If so Kanye is dropping the same I, week as you, let me you're actually, not dropping your album. Let me, in the let, me, same time. let me put context with time. What I mean when the world stops. What I mean is, it's not like oh my god, Drake is coming. Like it's not like that. What I'm saying is, when Kendrick says he's coming out, mm-hmm. you can. It's almost like you feel it in the air. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, but no a, one feels it's a game changer. Yeah, but no one feels it in the air when Drake is coming. No one feels it in the air. I don't know, man. No feel, I don't know. No one cared about So Do I Love a Boy. No one cared. He was talking about this shit for two years, and when he came, he was like, oh, okay. That was part of it. And then the album leaked. That also didn't help. No one cared. It leaked, bro. No one cared. I think Drake... I think Drake and Don't Kanye so great. No, Kanye, no, I, Kanye makes the world stop yes if Kanye says his album's coming out tomorrow everybody's changing their release dates everybody no one's coming out in, the, in two weeks while no Kanye's they're not going to change the release date for Kanye People will, yes. Kanye, no one's going to, everyone will. Yes, you will. You don't want your debut album coming out at the same time as Kanye. No one's going to listen to your album. No one is. I don't know because Donda came out with something too. Donda 2 didn't count because Donda 2 came out only on the stem. No, I didn't mean Donda 2. I mean, like, Donda also, the first Donda. Oh, yeah. When the first Donda came, it was a lot of hype. Yeah. It was a lot of hype. Uh, he generated his own hype with those concerts and shit. Like, that moved the genre. I don't even remember anybody who dropped around that same time. Exactly. I don't remember anybody that comes yeah. to mind that dropped around that time. It was Drake. Drake came out a week before. Yeah, and they were the only two people beefing with each other, so it made sense at that time. Um, 
So they're the only two people who wouldn't move for each other. So nobody wants to be intimidated. So I can understand that. Yeah. Um, but Future's album, I never cared. I never liked you. <laughs> After an interview on G- in GQ where he admits that he doesn't care that um, if he gets the label of being toxic because nobody knows what these women did to him because they're toxic. <laughs> Future's the man. <laughs> I love Future. I fuck with him. And on the album cover, he's sleeping in the Maybach. <laughs> Honestly. Um, oh, he's on a Rolls Royce. One of them cars that probably nobody can buy. That that t- album title. It's is, so petty. <laughs> it is, but it's almost like the only other person I think has probably better album titles is 2 uh-huh. Chains. Two chances album titles. Mm-hmm. Rapper go to the league. Um, like, <laughs> rapper go to the league. <laughs> like uh, pretty girls love trap music. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. like yeah. Two chains has the greatest album titles. Yeah, those and are that so- I never that I never liked you falls right in line. Yeah. Um, what about don't, don't sell itself? Like, come on, bro. Like yeah. these are great album titles. Yes, he does have great album titles. I actually forgot about that. Um, but Kendrick's album title is very interesting. Mr. Monroe, Mr. Moral and the Big Steppers. Mr. Morale. Morale. Oh, my bad. Shit. My my, my text is small. <laughs> it's always small. <laughs> that's what she said. No, that's actually not a good one. <laughs> so let's take that back. Double back. You can't say that. But anyway, um, that's an interesting title. And Kendrick got about to give us some philosophical HBCU shit from what I think. I really think I actually that- don't think he's about to. I think he's about to wrap the shit out of niggas. Like he said on Baby Keem's album. He said, fuck everything you got going on. Fuck the pandemic. Fuck your top five. Fuck everything you think you... <laughs> fuck everyone you thought was great. I'm coming. I don't think any of that shit, actually. I think that Kendrick is about to do some hip-hop shit. And he's going to have some dope-ass shit. Like, I feel like it's going to be damn like... Or like Good Kid, Mad City. Like, yeah, I don't, think, I don't know what to expect, pimping, honestly. He hasn't been out in, what, four or five years now? He hasn't given us much to really like think of. So, but I heard he's been recording um, secretly recorded music videos all over California. So we're hoping to see something. Um, speaking of, Pharrell did post a um, did post something that's coming to our area here in DC. Um, something in the Water Tour uh, Festival. Uh, I think that's June. June seventeenth. Are you fucking with it? He has some Afrobeat people on there. So he has Ashanti and Jaru pulling up. He has uh, Calvin Harris, who's always gonna have shit. Bia Bia, she's gonna be there. Um, Six Black. I don't know why he's a headliner, but you know his name is Black actually. But he's <laughs> why you put the six? <laughs> it's like so stupid. I don't know. We should that today. It's kind of weird. Uh, Kunle, uh Gold is gonna be there. Oh, yeah, uh, back did, y'all did too. Did you hear? Did you hear how Rick Ross said Adekunle? What you know? Rick Ross was in Nigeria for like a week, yeah, and he all. said he said he butchered the fuck out of there his name. I forgot. I don't even want to say what he said. How he said it. Aduki Gold, Olamide, Tamaya, DJ Cuppy. D Banji, and of course, I wish I could have got to meet a lot of you guys. But um, emotional oranges, you know, that's the group that Rory from that uh, the Joe Budden podcast. He, I don't know, I've never heard of them, but he always plugged them. I, I don't know if they're rappers. That's interesting. Earth Gang is going to be there. Little Baby Uzi Bird. I, mean, I think I'm going to go to this joint. Lucky I, Dave. I, I thought it was done with festivals, but um. So am I tripping? Because I've only been to the Broccoli Fest Festival, and that was like the ticket. Honestly, I've always been there for free, so I don't remember how much tickets were. But the tickets for this are like 300 Is that like normal 
For festivals? Um, yeah. That's what I used to make for Made in America. Maybe like one. Really? If I got the 150, early bird tickets, but this is 300. I, I said when I got the early bird tickets. Oh, early bird. Yeah. So, I mean, I need, I that, I need that early bird because I don't. I, I mean, it's a three day fest, but I mean, like. $100 a day. It's not bad at all. $100 a day. I guess that makes sense if you think of it that I way. I mean, and honestly, I haven't seen a lineup this good in a long time. Like, it's very diverse, it's very musical. Who? Who are you what? looking forward to? What do you? Oh, okay, I see Tyler. Okay, there's names scattered all over here. Yeah, all right, I mean, look, he has Sabrina on there. He has Adekunle Gold. He has Ja Rule. Chloe and Halle are gonna be there. Maria he the Scientist is bad as fuck, by the Mariah, way. Right? Yeah, she's I didn't. Dope. I, bro, um, I didn't know she was holding. Her like music's that. good. Ray Shummer. She has oh, shout out to them. Rare Essence. Usher's gonna be there. Usher needs to just do a skate ring and just call it a day. Everybody will fuck with that. And. No, I like this lineup. It's very diverse. Tiana Taylor, it's Sid. Me, Sid also has a new album as well, um, yeah. I heard. It's giving me um, Made in America vibes. Yeah, I see Pharrell's trying to do something Funky with his Calvary. festival. Yeah, that's what I said. That's interesting. Bia, uh, who after her uh, unfortunate assassination on her London track, is is going to be out. Stupid, <laughs> J. Cole ain't have to do that. <laughs> he, didn't have, he didn't have to do that. Yes, he, he did. He, he um, didn't even give her a 16. He gave her like a 38 bar. He said he loved her. That's why he did it. He did she it deserved it. <laughs> oh, but shout out to um, Tyler, the creator, for winning album of the year. At the Grammys, um, two years in a row. Um... It was two years in a row? Yeah, he won for the last album, too. I mean, Tyler's dope. This is... He he deserves it, but I understand because of how the Grammys are structured, how it's appealing to the multiple, you know, different facets of people. But shout out to J. Cole being up there. Shout out to Nas being on there. And Nas being a part of that list at this stage of his career is really dope. Yeah, he's like um, 48. Because um, the last three projects Nas dropped... <sighs> I mean, we can't we, we can't give only Nas the credit for that. We also have to give Hip Boy the credit because that they their marriage is perfect. The, yeah, their, yeah, yeah. the production, both of them are just they work great together. Because the last album before that was the one he did with Kanye, which seven those seven tracks, and everyone thought Nah, Nas shouldn't rap anymore. But this was, and I think he heard that, and because of that, these three albums he's put out, phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, but I think that people. They shit on that Kanye album way too hard. Like, way too hard. Because Kanye did that for Tiana Taylor, a lot of people also felt that it was lackluster. Then he did it for the Daytona. But I like the date. I was going to say, hold on, hold on. You're going too crazy now. No. Tiana the, Taylor's album did really well. The seven-track joint? Yeah. It didn't do that well. No, it didn't. Right. Tiana went and complained about no, it. No, she was mad, but it doesn't mean it didn't do well. I went to the tour. Yeah, but at the same time, she didn't like that she only had yeah. seven tracks, and she also didn't feel like he picked the best seven tracks. So, that is a and a lot statement. of people, I'm telling you, the artists didn't like it. <laughs> Most of the fans said they didn't like it. Yes, there were some. Yeah. There was like two good, two or three songs that were good, but nothing that lasted. Nothing that is still here now. You know, same thing with Daytona. It just felt like those albums came and just that was it. Yeah, he did. Know. He did. Daytona was the Pusha T one. It wasn't, it was like, I have tracks from Daytona, but it was the same shit. Nothing really changed. Um, Kanye also gave us, I think, seven tracks as well. I forgot if he named it. I think that was Ye. Or maybe not. I don't know. I think he gave us seven tracks as well of his own. I don't know. But I liked all those albums that Kanye did. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Yeah. yeah. Um, outside of that, I think that's it for music, man. Fuck that. Um, let's talk about other topics outside of music. Elon Musk. 
Elon, Elon Musk buys Twitter for $44 billion. Um, so far, it hasn't been completely signed off yet, but uh, it looks like Twitter's executives, um, they called it, he called their bluff. They said they weren't going to sell it, and he pulled up and showed them that he has the money, so... Yeah, everyone has a, a price. It's because he, he got a bunch of banks involved. He got a lot of bad Yeah, everybody... Every, I think this comes to show you that everyone has a price. No matter how much people speak of longevity and freedom and entrepreneurship and all that, everyone has a price. And $44 billion was Twitter's. So they're yeah. selling. <laughs> I think that whole rhetoric behind like... Because his first bid was $20 million or $20, uh, $20 billion and they were like, nah. I never and saw any of the 20s. I only saw the 40s. No, he, he 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 first said something and he said, how much is it for sale for? Then he threw out a number and it was like, no. And then they did a poison something where they basically had all the stockholders had to like vote in order for it to be sold. And even with that, he still pulled up with as much money as he did. And they didn't believe he had that. And they eventually, because they tried to block the sale. They did yeah. everything they could internally. Jack Dorsey tried whatever he has, but he only has a 2% stake anyway. So it's like. Well, Elon was a majority stakeholder. So that's how he was able to pull that off. Yeah. Elon and the other shit. ones, I, I think everybody else just said, man, I would rather cash out than own this shit. And that yeah, just I mean, comes to show course. you. I mean, that's how you do business. People act. That's the number one thing about people in business. You're supposed to create why, a business and sell it. I think a that's a portion of it. That's, yeah. That's the, that's what title. Uh, a lot of people do that. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. So that's why with name dash starts to like, I own a hundred percent. Okay. Nigga, you got a hundred percent liability. Motherfucker. A hundred percent of uh, So there was a saying before that you can own someone said, Oh, I own all my masters. He's like, yeah, you own a hundred percent of nothing. So remember, like when you sell your masters off to companies and things like that, they're the ones who also put in the work to get your shit in movies and commercials and random things like that to get you paid. But when you own it yourself, you're doing that work. You have to do the work. Well, that's work. not really how it works. It's no, your, that's what I heard. I mean, yeah, I was breaking down. No, what happens is you only if when you own your masters, if you're a brick ass artist, you're, you're, you're you own nothing. Yeah, you're, but that, the whole part about like you're put you're paying for you, you sell your masters to a company. That's not really it. If your song's big, they're just gonna come to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or if you have the streams or whatever the case may be, they're just gonna come to you. So you know, so the music does what it does. But if you if your music doesn't, but do what sometimes it does. it does. And then there are underground hits that people like you and I might not be hip to. There's a lot of underground hits that happen like that. Like remember the SoundCloud generation that where uh, all these artists were blown up on SoundCloud, but we as people who probably didn't have SoundCloud did never heard of them. Like that's where the Uzi Verts came from. Um, Tyler and a few other people, like they bubbled from there before they were like even known. So I think there's always a gravitational pull when these people hear that and when they get signed by these major labels, that's gives that puts more light on them. Same thing would happen with the weekend. The weekend was an underground hit for the longest. Yeah, but we're talking masters though. Right? Yeah, that's that's part of it. When you sign the deal, you're signing your masters and shit yeah. like that. That's what I mean. Yeah, okay. But I'm just saying, like, if you buy your masters, mm -hmm. If you it's it, that all the stuff you're talking about has already catapulted you to a place of whether or not your masters are worth something or not. So mm -hmm. all the other stuff you're talking about when you talk about movies and placement, that's already that's in place based of who you are. Like what you're talking about is just getting a, a record deal. Okay, so I think yeah. it goes in turn. Like when you do sign a record deal, you're signing for your masters as well. I don't think it's. I think they're in conjunction. Right. Well, yeah. if you sell your masters, so if you're buying your masters back from the label, right? Mm -hmm you're buying them back 
with the thought that you have intrinsic there's intrinsic value. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I get what I'm it. Saying. I get it. Yeah, like yeah. So if I, you don't I, have that, like none of the other shit you're talking about matters. So that's why I laugh when Diddy yeah. is telling <laughs> Mace, you can't buy your masters because whatever you give me, like the the mm. the monetary value you give me, no matter how much of an amount of money you give me, cannot repay me for the ed- equity I've put into it and what is going to come to me from it. So Mace saying I want my shit back is like, bro. Then give me my advance. Give me everything that I gave you to get this music that we we've generated and we've built and why these these masters belong to me. So I think a lot of people, when they want to buy their masters, they have to realize like but the simple fact is you sold those at a time where you were probably you gotta negotiate now, man. I, I don't know how it works, but at some point I'll be like, bro, can I get half of my masters and you guys get the other half? Because even Taylor Swift doesn't own her music. Like that shit. It's kind of common, right? It's yeah. common to not own your own music. But that's why like this whole like indie space that we're in right now, so many people yeah. are winning. Like Rose is indie. Rose. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone just call him Rose. Oh. He calls himself Rose. It's funny as shit. He talks in third person and he saw he calls Ro- himself Rose. Rose is, Rose <laughs> is independent. Um I never knew he was independent. Yeah. Um Future was for a little while. Um there's a Future? few people. There's a few people for a little while, not long. But okay. there's a few people that like they just do their own thing. But anyway, to your point though, I mean I think that honestly, the whole Diddy thing is only funny because I think he's just doing that to be petty. <laughs> and other part, and the other reason he petty I, too. I'm yeah. petty too. <laughs> and another reason that people do that too is because of when it comes time to clear songs, if Mace owns his um, music, then they have to go to Mace. Now, if they want a song that let's say they want to sample Mace's song, they have to go to Diddy, and Diddy can see yes or no, right? Mm-hmm. So like um, when Fabio wanted to. Sample the same my name joint from Destiny's Child. He had to go to Beyonce. Yeah, and Beyonce was like, "You got to clean up the lyrics." Can't be cursing. But, you see what I'm saying? But that's the, like that. that's the power also about like owning your shit. Yeah, because sometimes mm-hmm. they sell your shit to someone else, and you're just like, "I don't even fuck with this person. Why yeah. did you give them my song?" Yeah. It's just the same way Kanye felt when uh, Drake re-released. Um, what was the name of his first? Uh, Kanye felt when Drake re-released what? When Kanye when Drake re-released. Um, his first mixtape. So Far Gone? So Far Gone. And the, the joint he did uh, with Kanye's beat. I forgot uh, the name of the song. Uh, f- it wasn't Flashing Lights. It was like, uh, how can I? Nah, nah, I forgot the song. Yeah. But, but Kanye, Kanye was mad because he didn't even own the song. And he didn't realize that until Drake. Like and it. Drake low-key did all of this without him knowing. Yeah. So Drake was, Kanye was so pissed. And I think that is hilarious. So that's part of it. That's like, also hilarious. That's Funny yeah, shit. people do a lot of backdoor shit with your masters I mean, when you don't own it. And you it's see, like, like Irv Gotti's mad at Ashanti. Why? Because she's about to re-record her first album. Yeah, but the problem is when you when you so the the problem is when you do um so when you go to the artist search, it's gonna be two albums and one is gonna be like remastered, re-recorded. It never sounds as good as the one that's actually ma- the one that she did in her prime. That's just the truth. Well, People do it all the time to get their masters, but you'll never generate the same amount of money, the same you won't you'll get something, but you're not getting everything that you I don't know. Like I know when I see Biggie songs in there, I hear remastered and it says remastered. I'm clicking the remastered version because it sounds clearer. 
Like I, I like yeah. it, it sounds better. Like it, it, it literally. It sounds, sounds better, but she's literally. So that's the thing. We're still using the same recording from 1996. No, it's a full re-record. No, it's not. No, it's not. Not the. Not the. You talking Biggie? Yes, I'm talking oh, about Biggie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So imagine her 40 something years old after hookah drinks and shit is now about to sing instead of her pure innocent 20 that's year old self. But just to only just to play devil's advocate, just for we've her. gone so off just topic. We're talking no, about just, Elon Musk. Just for her, because we're talking about owning owning shit. Yeah, but, um, but no, nah, I think it's funny that you say that though, because um, your legs sing, are so short. I feel like she. <laughs> I feel like she sings better now than she did when she first came. Out. She looks better. She sings and looks better. But anyway, um, Elon did buy Twitter. It's pretty dope. I'm curious to see what happens. I, I think we should pay attention to the fact that the second richest man in the world has now bought the most public space that we've been using as a common entity to exchange information as you know it's been reported that twitter breaks 70 percent of the news uh known in, in the world so i feel like him controlling 70 percent of breaking news we should pay attention to that jeff bezos is the richest man in the world he also owns the biggest newspaper in the world which is the washington post i think we should pay attention to the fact that where we're getting our information is coming from Everyone's saying free speech, free speech, but the number one thing in America that we all should remember is nothing is free. So I just think we should pay attention to what's happening because the third richest man in the world has bought, owns the most farmland in the world. So let's pay attention to what uh, Bill Gates is also doing. Like, oh, you saw the conspiracy with everyone. It's not a conspiracy, it's true. Where everyone's burning farmland now. But why do people say something is a conspiracy when it's true? So there was the whole talk about, you know, people it's were saying. It's a conspiracy behind why he's doing it. It's not the conspiracy that it's happening. Well, whatever you want to believe, he's doing it. And I think we should pay attention to it. Same way that people used to say, oh, they're going to force us to get a shot before we go to work. People said that was a conspiracy. Then it happened. You know, same. It's just, I think we should pay attention to people. I think what it is, is that it's very dismissive when we sell people, um, oh, it's a conspiracy, you're a conspiracy theorist, or what you're saying doesn't have any rhetoric. I think you should listen to all all avenues of what's being said. Think, Maybe you don't, for some people, they might not relate, they might not understand, but I think it's wise for you to pay attention and not get your news from only one source. I think that um, you're you're not wrong. I just think that, People are so uh, undisciplined and lack so much focus that when you have time to delve into all these theories, whether they're true or false, all you're doing is filling your head up with things that are distracting. Because at the end of the day, whether or not they're actually happening or not happening, unless, let me speak for myself, unless that person that's doing all of that stuff is like getting information and then changing how they move based on that information. If they're not doing that, all they're doing is getting information and spewing more information. They're just walking Twitter. I don't get it. I'm sorry. What, so what's the lost point? me. So what's the point of getting information or having these conspiracy theories if you're not operating from a place of like, oh, this is happening, let me do this. What's the point on like, it's, what's the point of someone telling you, like this, if, telling you information Mm-hmm. That that's that's important to you, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not changing how you move based on that information. I don't know if people are not changing how they move, but I can speak for myself. I change how I move based off of the information I acquire every day. Yes, I do. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I do. Okay. If you tell me today that, hey, I heard that there's going to be a chicken shortage because so-and-so has been doing this and Purdue had... Uh, 
you know, they've it's literally in the news. Um, I don't know whether to believe it or not, but it's in the news that all these factories, uh, food factories have burnt down. About 14 of them have mm-hmm. burnt down. They've already been talking about shortages. We've seen the prices in the grocery stores go up. So whether or not it's true, we've seen some some something has happened to the fact that that's happened. So now people have told me, I have people who work for the tobacco industry who have told me certain things is coming down the line. And they said, you might want to stock up on this because there's this coming down the line. So have you started stocking up? I don't care enough about that. That's not something that I care about. So it's information that if I if I know someone who is a smoker, I could talk to them about it and that would help them. But I, I based off of things that would affect me, I would definitely pay attention. I mean, it, I think more, I mean, I think it sounds good, but like you said in the beginning, you know, things aren't free and I think everyone can be bought. So like people can act like they care. It's like a little Duval says on Instagram every day. What y'all fake caring about today? Yeah, people can fake care. I mean, no one's going to care until it happens to them, you know? No, that's, that's, exact, that's exactly Yeah, That's exactly what I'm So I just, I just, I always work, I operate from a sense of like preemptiveness. So I'm always, I always want to be preemptive about things and kind of see what's coming down before it comes to me. I try to at least so that I'm never surprised. So when somebody says, oh shit, this happened, I'm like, oh, okay, I already knew that. So I prepared myself. Fair. Just like how people think about like the zombie apocalypse. There's people who have built bunkers and I can't even say the word, but people who have like all these secret little houses and things under their house. People will probably call them crazy, but then if their virus does break out and people get sick, but those are the people I actually respect because they're getting information <laughs> and they're doing something about the information. What? What is so different about? Because, and and not, I'm speaking generally because sometimes people get information and they act like they care, but they're not doing anything about. They're not changing anything in their daily life based on the information that they care so much Who's about. Who's people? I'm speaking generally. Okay. Who's so, people? The same people we get the, the conspiracy theories. Whoever puts it on Twitter, how do we find out about? The farm's getting burnt down. Whoever put that on there to tell us to scare us into like mm-hmm. moving a certain way, it's, that's those people. Whoever scares us into moving a certain way. I don't know, man. If I have the ability to change what I eat, drink, and and put in my body, I would definitely do it. But I think that you know, if you're in a certain tax bracket, or if you're in a certain area, or in certain countries, you're limited in what you can do, and that's the unfortunate part. So even if you know that the government is just speaking hypothetically, if they're poisoning the water with whatever it is, how are you going to get water if you are only getting water from one source? Well, you know, well, that's that's people, that's, that's that's true. We've gone completely off topic. <laughs> we're not off topic. We're literally talking about conspiracy theories. Like, yeah, but <laughs> but finish. No, I mean you were on the point. You were talking. No, you finish. Finish. I just realized, like we were, we were. I mean, we're still on the topic, but at the end of the day, I think that. I personally, I pay attention to all sides. Like when people say Democrats are right or Republicans are right, I listen to both, honestly. I mean, that's the smart thing to do. Yeah, because I don't believe that neither people have our best interests. Everyone's working for themselves. I think everyone's very selfish. I just think that's the natural order of life. People look out for themselves first and then worry about others. Life is about preservation of self. Yeah, I agree. And on that topic, moving on to Abbott Elementary, and that's why Quintina... And Quint- Quinta, whatever her you name jumped is. jumped like five different topics. No, I was talking one topic. I'm switching from that. Watch me pivot. So that's what's tight about Quinta because I remember when she sat down with Charlemagne and she was just like. When did she was, sit down? When did she sit down with um, Charlemagne? I don't know, on his show. So she was talking to him and he was asking her questions about like what makes her so funny and what like, you know, what, what guided her into this space. And one of the things she talked about was just like, 
people want me to have like this social impact behind my show. She's like, there's someone else for that. <laughs> I just want to talk about the shit that makes me funny. I don't, everything doesn't have to be heavy. That, that's what Atlanta that, does. Yeah, well, you know, so that's why, so like to move away from the conspiracy thing, like, that's why these shows are so great because it allows you to let your hair down and really just like, and I think that's why Abbott Elementary is doing so well. I think that's also, it's refreshing. That, that makes sense why you watch the kind of shows you watch and why I watch the shows I watch. I, I really have respect for that as well because there are times where you do want to watch something that's mindless, mindless fun. That you don't have to think too much, and I understand that. So when I recommend shows to certain people, I think that's what I think about, like what they really fuck with, where where their heads at, and if they're ready for like that. Sometimes I've I've heard that people don't want to watch something that makes them think too much, and I I understand that because a lot of the shows I watch definitely are mind fucks. And when I recommend them to people, I oh I usually sometimes I'll get a text like Edwin, this shit is like I'm tired. This is too much my brain is hurting i don't know what's happening and i'm like oh just give it another episode give it like another chance and then they're like no and then maybe a year later they finally sat through it and they're like wow this was a fucking crazy show yeah i mean i don't i agree with you a thousand percent but niggas work nine to five people got kids people got shit to do I got yeah shit. i, I, I like got brain i like i like thinking i like shows like that like i'm watching something called outer range right now with uh josh brolin um, he's a phenomenal actor, and I fuck with this show. Um, it's a Western drama, and it's a mystery behind this farmland that he owns, and it's crazy. I like shows that make you think. Severance is another show on Apple Plus. So Apple Plus is doing all these shows that are very futuristic, and Severance is a show where you walk into the office and your mind is erased, and you basically don't know your life outside, so you don't bring your problems from the outside into the workplace oh me and brandon was talking about that show it's a phenomenal show and you don't like these people don't know their lives so they're working and then they start to get curious it's like wait do i like women do i like men like what what's what's this attraction or am i a workaholic or do i really care about this job and then it's like you know there's a guy who lost his wife and he's working there and he's like I picked this job so I don't think about my wife while I'm working. That reminds me of that movie, Eternal Sunshine, Spotless Mind. It's a fucking phenomenal movie. And people say that Jim Carrey can't play serious roles. They need to watch that. Anytime people tell me that. Comedians are also the most hurt people. And I think people, they hide behind their jokes a lot of pain. And those are the people that probably have... He couldn't even laugh. He's, we got to talk about that. Did you watch? To, you watched it. You were the one who told me to watch it. Jamar. Jamar uh, how do you say his name? Gerard. 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 Yeah. So he said his name isn't even Gerard. Like that was it's such a deep story. So um, for my birthday, I went to go see um, uh, uh, Dave Chappelle. And Dave Chappelle did a set that it was actually a surprise because I was there to see uh, Donald uh Rollins. Rollins. And um, Dave oh, Chappelle. Oh, you Dave Chappelle show to see Donald Rollins? No, I went to Donald Rollins' show and Dave Chappelle appeared. Okay. <laughs> so it was cool as fuck. It was one of the greatest surprises of my life. It was an awesome birthday. And Dave did exactly what uh, Carmichael, did. Carmichael did. I'm so, like, I don't know what's up with my voice. But um, he did the same thing. Or, or that's the way Dave's specials have been lately. It's more interactive. It's more very close-knit. And it's sit down and talk to you. More so having, like, a conversation with the audience, which is what Carmichael did, speaking about his, um, his sexuality and his growing up. Like, that story about his family had a secret and his dad just like sleeping with everybody in town. Like all of that shit was interesting. And then for him, his biggest secret was him coming out to them. 
and how that would change the entire perspective of his life. And he finally did that at 35, 36 years old. And he said he's been in the closet for so long, he never knew what it was like to be outside. So it was interesting. I actually enjoyed his special. Um, but yeah, Severance is another good show. Um, Bel Air, I liked it. But I think the last three, four episodes, I think they just pushed everything and tried to shove everything down our throat. So that shit was boring once they started like trying to like force the whole who's my dad where's my daddy and it's like bro we know that was like a groundbreaking moment for the original show and i think they could have waited till like the next season to do that marlon waynes is probably could have been a great dad for that show but i think they forced it and um making him the dad and it was just lackluster it was a bad season finale for me um yeah, it was pretty bad season finale. I don't. I mean, bad is strong. Yeah, it was a uh, good show all in all. It was better than I expected. Way better than I expected, actually. Luckily, I didn't have any expectations. Um, it, so it actually being really good to me. Um, it actually started off really annoying, but um, he's annoying. I think anybody who's met Will Smith in the, did you? I, I guess Will Smith was cool actually. Well, I was, was he cool? Will Smith. I was talking about the um, Carlton's character. He was annoying. Oh really? Um, very much so. Um, people, you know, he got death threats and stuff in like real life. People were really coming for him. He was really annoying. I like that. But them. he acted his ass off. Interesting. You're exactly. Always- when people act so well that you hate them in real life, they're doing a good job. They're doing yeah, their job. Yeah, didn't do a good job. He still annoyed me though. <laughs> so his character annoyed. Yeah, annoyed of course. You. Okay. The show. I'm not talking him as a person. Yeah, <laughs> him as a person has suffered for his. For, <laughs> him as a person suffering for his. Uh, uh, that's weirdo shit. I don't know that man. <laughs> Yeah, all you people that hate people that aren't that person, you're weird. <laughs> but anyway, nah, that show's great, though. I, I think Bel Air should come on for a second season. Hope the writers know to take their time. Yeah, they, 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 they tried they, really hard. Yeah, I hope they, they take their time. Um, Jeffrey was really dope. Jeffrey was barely there. He was there for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Every episode, he was there for two minutes, think, so 10 minutes altogether. Yeah, but his character, his role was so like pronounced, and every time he stepped on the screen... Because everything that he did on that was show, intentional, mm-hmm. and, it, and it was. But it's pivotal. like, is he a hitman? Is he a bodyguard? Like, Which is it, why it was it made like, so great. He um, was Alfred from Batman. <laughs> I think what's great also great about that show is because every character is beautiful. Though, uh, no, um, every character <laughs> was bad as shit. Yeah, but every character made you fall in love with who they were. Like they sold you on each yeah. person. Like, uh-huh. Every single person was like, "Oh, so no matter how much they tried to force feed you, you were just so you were just so indebted, invested, inve- yeah. invested into yeah, each yeah. person's character, like, and they well, did such a great job. Like, um, like Will Smith was probably the weakest character. Loki, he was the dad was probably my favorite character. I really enjoyed him. Um, every time he was on screen, I think he his presence was felt like he really felt like he had great advice. The way he moved, he really felt like he was like a. A, a man's man. I really fucked with them. Um, especially when, you know, Mr. Homewrecker was his face. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty boy eyes. You know, he played, he played the same role in everything. He, he, you know, he's there to like cause domestic violence. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga don't come to no TV show to be a good person. Yeah. <laughs> he give you the brown eyes and you be like, oh my God, I'm in love. And then and he's speak- like, I'm gonna fight you. And speaking of Jeffrey, like, what you got? Uncle Phil was coming in that jail. He was just like, keep an eye on Yeah, I didn't like Uncle Phil slapping him, though. He was already like, I got it already. Yeah, but I ain't like Uncle Phil spitching him like that, though. Oh, know. listen, I ain't got no problem with violence. I don't like when people, I mean, Will Smith clearly didn't either when he slapped <laughs> uh, listen, Chris Rock. 
I, this is my thing. You can't slap people, bro. Listen, I'm not here to judge, be judging Jerry who you can't, what you can't do. I'm what I am gonna say is there's a cause and effect. There's consequences for every action. Chris Rock did what he did. Will Smith, whether or not people think he was over over the line or not, responded because that's how he felt, right? So, and so hold on, I'm not done. And so now. Will Smith now has to deal with his consequences for slapping him. And I think now that's how the universe creates balance. Yeah. Everyone has to, yeah. if you do something, whether you think it's big or small, whether I think it's big or small, I can't tell you how to respond to what triggered me. And now we all got to live with the consequence. Yeah, that's completely true. Shitty, though. It's, it's shitty, true. But, but at the end of the day, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Whether or not we sit here and, as a society and judge it or we sit here on our personal beliefs and judge it. But... I mean, Will Smith for the last two, three years has been coming off weaker and weaker, unfortunately, at least in my eyes. I won't say what the public opinion is. I would just say what I personally have seen and felt. I just thought like Will, I feel like he could have showed himself a lot better in his in everything he's been doing in the last couple of years. And you could see that it what that slap wasn't for Chris. It was for everybody else. And that's the part. Like Never, there's a saying that I don't know where I get it from, but never let them see you sweat. And that was a situation where he let the world see him sweat because he had, he, especially when it's the nice guy, you know, they're both two nice men, men who you think are nice people. You don't hear too much about them doing anything to people, you know, outside of Chris Rock's situation with maybe a cheating on his wife when, and the divorce. You don't hear too much craziness about Chris Rock, nor do you hear too much craziness about Will Smith. So to see these two nice men, like, you know, something like that in, in a in a space like that too is like, uh Yeah, I don't know. I don't care. It was just like um, yeah, I don't I don't care. I feel like they're just two people. Um I don't have I, I think don't, I don't want I don't, don't want to see two fifty year old men who some people a lot of people look at as role models. Yes, I don't I mean that's 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 the that's the thing. We can't put these people on pedestals. We do though. That's what the that's what everything that's what they do to us. That's what television movies yeah, but that's you, what they do to us. Yeah, but now let's take it a step further. Don't treat them as role models, treat them as regular people. You can't. Yes, you can. Nobody does that though. It doesn't mean you can't. Bro, I saw you fanning out for Yvonne Orji. Like you can't even when you see these people and as you as entities. I did. I saw you. I saw you fan out. Bro. You saw me laughing. You saw you fan out. I saw you. you. How did you see it? I saw the video. I saw somebody was just. Some, you saw me laughing. I saw you geeked. Laughing. You saw me laughing. <laughs> he was geeked, son. Okay. It's okay. It's okay, bro. I be celebrities too. I be geeked sometimes. It's cool. Yeah. No. But um, <laughs> that's like you say anyway. I'm not even gonna. <laughs> but moving along. No, I don't. I think we got to stop putting these people on pedestals. And I, I don't care about the platform. I don't care about the space. I, I think we care too much about. And honestly, I don't think he gave a fuck either because he tried to, he tried to um boycott them niggas years ago. So like, honestly, his punishment people, isn't going to be a real punishment. It's not a punishment at all. And honestly, let's call it what it is. That nigga too rich. He don't give a fuck. Like, and we shouldn't either. Right? Talking about it may like all the different things that are both of them. Say. Both of them saw big sales in both of their things. Yeah. Will Smith's book sold triple times. His his if sales anything, went up. Same thing with Chris Rock. Rock's tour. Yeah. He went up, and he's going to do another one. We know about this whole situation. Like, he already has a stand up special that he's already worked on material for. He's gonna do this tour and then re up and do another one with this new content. It makes yeah. sense. And he'll probably film a special for it. And that's why I don't care. Yeah, the rich keep getting richer no matter who they slap. Yeah, Diddy has slapped hundreds of people and he still has no consequences. <laughs> he, he wrote a check. <laughs> Diddy been slapping people all month. You know who else has been fucking people up all month or all week? The baby. 
that is an interesting, like, that is an interesting man. Like, I've never heard of somebody getting so much trouble. It's such a little, spe- the amount of time he gets, in, and not, it's not even the, the that he gets in trouble, it's the kind of trouble. He, like, shoots people, he beats up people, he, like, it's, like, ridiculous at this point. The chariot of times he gets away with it. He, every, his lawyers are OJ. Dream I mean, he's, team. He's, he's baby. He's baby fifty. He's new age fifty. He's, it's ridiculous. He is all right. The things off the top of my head: killed a guy in Walmart. His daughter. Uh, he slapped a valet in a. Um, How do you remember this shit? It, I'm, this is off the top of my head because it's always like it's just interesting that this nigga does these Let me things. Google what he does? Because um, what else did he do? Beat up his baby mom's. Uh, <laughs> beat up his baby mom's uh, brother. Brother at a bowling alley in front of a, a whole bunch of other celebrities. Then he recently shot a, a, a guy who climbed the fence to his property in North Carolina. What else did he, what else has he done lately? To be honest with you, I don't know. I only know about the beat up person. I only know about three of those. Things. Oh, and then he beat up one of his artists just last week in, in backstage. He beat the shit out of him for some reason backstage. Oh. So it's like the baby, he's like the main person you should know not to fuck with at all. Like if I <laughs> met him anywhere, I would just be like, oh, he there? No, nah, I ain't going. I'm not going anywhere the baby is at. Like I'm not present. This is, <laughs> what am I going to show up for? What? What? That nigga's gonna, he's bound. He's liable to do something. <laughs> you just be standing there and he's beating on people. You're like, bruh, it's just a Tuesday. What is wrong with you? Why are you so mad? Who are you trying to cause name baby? The, you know what it is? I think when you meet celebrities, you think they're taller than they are, and then they realize the baby's really like five two, and they're like, "Damn, nigga, I can take you." And he shoots you. He's like, "God damn, you don't even fight. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even fight fair." Oh man! <laughs> you saw the tweet that they said that um, if they made a new Def Jam um, a Vendetta, you know the fighting game from back he'll in the, the day, he'll be the, he'll be the hardest yeah, person to beat. Facts. <laughs> Bro, the baby is just a legend. You yeah. wouldn't even have to finish the game. He'll get arrested in the middle of the game. That would be the only way to win. Get him arrested. Speaking of. Oh, man. Who else got arrested? I was going to say, I was going to bring up that guy that be beating up people. They got robbed, but I'll, I'll save it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's last question of the day. We can go to that. Um, actually, where are we as far as time? Sheesh, we've, we've been going in. Um, but other than that, I mean, let's get to sports real quick and then we can wrap up. Uh, I hope you have your parking um, ticket. Shit. Let's, let's, um, yeah, you I have my it. parking ticket. Um, but, so speaking of sports, shout out to Jamal Crawford, amazing career, retiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he um, doesn't get enough credit as always. I think he does. Um, um I, think- I would say the media doesn't give him credit, but he definitely gets credit from other NBA players because he cooks them. <laughs> he's okay. he's they definitely always give him his props, but outside yeah. of that, you don't hear too much about him in the public space, unfortunately. Um, shout out to Nike and Jordan, um, collaborating with a lot of black designers more than they usually do, and especially like at the same time. What do you mean by that? They're collaborating with a lot of black designers to do what? Like new um, shoes? Like give me details. Yeah, so uh, Nina Chanel, uh, Fire Ass Twos are coming out. James Whitaker, Amanier, he's been doing some shit. Like he actually, if y'all get bored enough and you want to see some really inspirational promo and just like representation, go to um, Amanier's uh, Instagram or James Whitaker's Instagram. Amazing. Um, Who's James Whitaker? He's I feel only, like I've heard of him. 
He's the owner of Armanier. It's a black. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm hip. And then, um, so the you know as people know, the threes came out last year. The ones came out last year. Now some twos are coming out. Um, really dope. Uh, Union just dropped some twos that got bodied like crazy. So they're fixing that shit. Nina Chanel. Is the so what do you think about? So speaking of unions, I'm sorry to cut you off. So speaking of unions, you saw the guy who. Uh, Chris Gibbs? Yeah, the white boy that bought all those shoes. Oh, that's not Chris Gibbs. That's um, Benjamin Kicks. Yeah, so, I mean, you were a sneakerhead. I mean, you... I'm not a sneakerhead. Shut the fuck up. What are you, then? Jelani, how, Jay, how many shoes do you have? Ask your question. How many shoes do you... How many shoes... Ask your question. How many shoes do you have? I have shoes. Okay, can I take a guess? One guess, that's it. And if I just say if I'm hot or cold, if I save a guess, okay? I'm not going to say anything. Why? Ask your question. <laughs> you stopped me and made it. <laughs> I said, that's so you're not a sneakerhead? All right, you're not a... <laughs> you saw what you just did. You went on a whole conversation about sneakers. I was talking about fashion, and I was talking about the collaboration with the black designer. No, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. But it also reminded me, when you said the unions... No, I, I, it, Benjamin the, Kicks. So this kid has a warehouse full of shoes. and Yeah, uh, he's been doing this for years. Yeah, but I guess I've never... I, I mean, but we all know about these kids or people who usually own these things. So there's a rhetoric that's going around that's basically saying how these people who are coming into the culture of sneakerheads have now infiltrated it and are now becoming gatekeepers rather than people who are honoring the tradition of collecting shoes. They've now become these gatekeepers that are basically making it harder for people who are average wanters of shoes that can't even get any coveted shoes at all because these people have now hoarded hundreds of them to themselves. And it's becoming such a phenomenon because most of these people, from what I've seen, are white. I don't know if, I'm sure there's some people that own warehouses full of shoes that are black as well, but the ones that always go viral or are quick to post themselves with, this kid is literally sitting on hundreds of shoes. The last yeah, time we saw one- been doing this since he was 16 and 17 years old. So He's, who's his connect is one of the things that people were saying as well. So that's what I was going to say. So um, he, he he basically, he insinuated that he's getting shoes backdoored, which means that um, the companies are basically just giving him shoes. Um, that's not new. Like, but why would they? Why would they do that to to raise the value of the shoe? Uh, yeah, I was gonna. I, I, if, if you stop cutting me the hell off, I'll tell you the story. I'm nigga. sorry, I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> shit, my bad. God you damn. Get, get to the point. Shit, I will if you stop talking. <laughs> so basically, what happens is places like StockX and Goat and stuff like that. Like Nike is giving them shoes. Like they're they're. These companies are giving these people shoes because then they're probably paying them and it's going to drive up resale and it's just going to create more prestige and like hype around whatever that mm-hmm. item is. So that's what's happening. Um, but consumers are so damn dumb that they like, they think that, um, they think that so they, they go to like StockX, like it's Foot Locker or something and thinking it's like a real store. It's but like, there's nothing you can do. You, how else would you get the shoe? You can get shoes, man. People, it's How? I've told you this on multiple podcasts, actually. I've, I've, I've yeah, literally we, went, we, I have. We have. We have. Yes, we have. Okay. Maybe I should right. go listen. Yeah, you should. Um, I'm so, not listen. No, yeah, no, all right, no, just stop asking me. So anyway, there's ways to get shoes. Not everything's easy to get. I'm not going to act like that's the case. Yeah, but, um, most of the time I go on StockX or... Um, but anyway, the point is, there's Nike and Jordan, they're doing really great collabs and they're doing it with black people and I think that's really dope. So, you know. I'm with it. Um I hope to get one of these shoes one day. No, you don't. <laughs> I do. I actually want kicks. I just no, never get them. No, you don't. Because you just sat here and said you don't listen to where to get them. 
No. <laughs> you we, just said it. Well, it, the thing is, I, honestly, I don't recall where we said that, that you can find these kicks. To be honest with you, I think we had a conversation, but I don't remember. Um, so we'll we'll talk about that off mic. Um, other than that, um, mm-hmm. so you know you was talking so much shit, man. About what? In the beginning of the season, you used to talk so much shit about Miami not doing nothing. We ain't going nowhere. Oh, yeah. You were saying so much shit, and we just made it to the second round of the playoffs. Where are the Lakers again? Can you remind me? We fishing. Yeah, you guys are in Cancun. You're not doing shit. And then where's Brooklyn? Your favorite player is KD. Your second favorite player is KD, I guess. I know you fucking KD. KD's my favorite player. Yeah, he's fishing as well. So all these people are fishing that you've been rolling with. What do you have to say for yourself, sir? Um, I bet you that (laughs) next year (laughs) and the year after, I bet you KD or the Lakers get a ring before the Miami Heat get another ring. We can take that bet any day, buddy. We're getting a ring this year. Who's going to beat us? Only team seeing us is Golden State. Only team seeing and if you You're team, not getting out the East. Remember I said that. We always beat the Bucks. You're not so getting we're out fine. The East. Okay. The You've said all of this. And the funny thing about you think that the Bucks is the problem. It's Boston that's the problem. The Boston has to get through the Bucks. And we're fine. Okay. Boston still has to get through the Bucks. Well, we're guess fine. What? Whoever gets through the Bucks, y'all not getting through them. Okay, no one's getting through the Bucks. The Bucks are going to see us in the finals of the Eastern Conference, and we'll have to handle them. So you think you're going to get past the 76ers? Yes, I definitely do. I don't believe in James Harden. I, I, they, they have a player with a broken thumb. Who else is going to Tobias Harris? Nobody. We're not worried about them at all. At all. Listen, Miami, their inside presence Miami, is Miami, Miami's a bunch of dogs, so go for it. I think we got it, honestly. But just, know, just know Atlanta is nowhere compared to any of the teams. No one cares about Atlanta. We that's had all, the best what, record in the East. That's literally my point. We, ha- we had the best. Point. Listen, we, we're not just a team. We had no, the best good. record in the East. Does, that means we beat all those teams multiple times. So no, y'all are good. We're fine. I think we're fine. And everyone else is injured. We're good. No one Right now, I think Jimmy Butler sat on the game. He did. Outside of that, we're fine. I think we're okay. Everybody else is limping into the playoffs. And James Harden, I don't know if he's hungover. I don't believe in him. We'll see yeah, what happens not, when he I've comes. I've never been a James Harden fan anyway, so. His Houston days, I was a fan. His He is the only basketball player who has ever had his jersey retired at a strip club. That that man is a legend. That man is a fucking legend. I went to his restaurant in Houston's when I was in Houston. He has a restaurant? Yeah, it's called Houston's. Oh, really? third, No, it's called 13. I'm tripping. Oh, it's called okay. 13. Bomb. Really good food. Interesting. I didn't know he had a restaurant. That's yeah, cool. It's called 13. Really good. Um, his jersey number was 13 at the time, right? Yep. When he played for Houston? Yeah. Really makes good. sense. Interesting. Um, other than that, Ben Simmons, do you believe that he is lying about his mental health issues? Or is he really... You really think a nigga is... You really think this man is really scared to play basketball with other professionals that he's played with? Like, he's really mentally, like, distraught that he cannot get on the court? I think or do you both, think he's lying? I mean, he's getting my parking ticket. I'm just going to tell you now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I think Ben Simmons is a piece of shit when, wow. it, com- when it comes to sports, not as a person, because I don't know him as a person. As a person, he looks lame right now, I would say. I mean, because but- I don't believe him. I mean, your issue first was, like, and the main reason I don't believe him is because all this stemmed from last year when he didn't show up in the playoffs. And, a little bit and of he, criticism did this to him. That's this criticism, crazy. And then, he, and then from the criticism, it turned to an injury. Then back to mental health. And, yeah. then, and then it went to, 
Sorry, guys. This is my parking ticket. I'm not even... No, just save it then. Save it then. Save it. <laughs> you're mad. I can see I'm it. not mad. I'm not mad. It's just You're, just, you're pissed off. Like, he's, no, he's not, a dumbass. No, 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 no. Um, I'm not Stephen A. Smith. I'm not emotionally invested in this at all. Yeah, you're not getting paid for this, <laughs> unfortunately. All. Um, so, other than that, I think the only other thing to talk about, um, Tory Lanez and... Oh, Lord. And... Um, do we care? Like, for real, do we care? Um, this is be the first okay, uh, that's gonna be my parking ticket since you don't care. No, 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 that's not wasn't no, it wasn't a you. Do you care? I meant like for I mean, <laughs> yes and no. I don't, I, we're a music podcast. Why don't we talk about music people? No, you're missing. I'm not see, folks were actually no, I wasn't really asking you, do mm-hmm. you care? I was more so like for the sake of the forcing the conversation. Fans, do we care what really happened? That's what I'm saying. I think. Like, I don't know. I I, I think like, I don't know how to. Are we tired of this conversation, y'all? There, the, like that's. Said, I think that's why I wanted said, to give them. Uh, I, sexually? Nah, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, sorry. But like, what? Yo, you know like, you ain't what? just say that. I did, but uh, like, what? No, this is my thing. This is my thing. She could be telling the truth, right? She could be telling the truth. I think no one likes but, her, and that's why they don't believe but I her. Think, I think. I don't think it's necessarily, maybe they don't like her, but I also think it's the fact that she's, oh. he might have did what he did, which is not justifiable, <laughs> but she's it. also lying about something. It's like you're both lying. Yeah. Like, both of y'all are like, and so, it's, it's like watching these two kids fight and throw dirt at each other. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's where my parking ticket's really leaning yeah. towards, so I'll just save some of my... Go ahead, let's lean right into it. It's just, I think the point that I was trying to make is that, yes, I am tired of the conversation, but they themselves, I think what has happened is that they are too worried about what the public thinks, and they continue to, def- they're fighting this battle in the pub- in a court of public opinion, rather than just going to court and figuring it out and shutting the fuck up like that's it like you see the kardashians Isn't that are weird the kardashians are in are in a whole legal battle with black china and nobody none of them has said shit not a single one they've been fighting this shit for like a year no one knows anything except for what they report but these two people for two years have continued to leak information themselves like it's, it's annoying. Years. It's annoying. It's annoying. And I don't at this point, I don't care who's telling the truth. She really said this nigga pointed a gun outside the car and said, dance, bitch. That is the funniest, craziest shit I ever heard. Like I can see him doing that though. That's why it's wild. He's bought ass. He's like this big <laughs> dance, five, bitch. Five, like five, it two, sounds like, like something like a, like a sketch on Saturday Night Live or Mad TV or yeah, fucking like it just sounds like some shit from Friday. Like he pointed a gun out the car and said, "Dance, bitch." <laughs> but yeah. what Gail King failed to do was ask her, "What about your best friend? Where is she at?" I would have loved to hear that part. <laughs> like where is she at? So well, do you not think that Gail King was prepped and told not to ask? Ooh. That's interesting. I would, uh, yeah. Ooh, I like that one. Mm. Come on, dog. See, now look who's the conspiracy theorist. Oh, my God. We got to give him a clap for that one, ladies and gentlemen. Find your button, we got him here. We got him here. Let's take him. Damn, my sound effects don't work. Ain't that See, much. God don't like ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought I had something. Um, but anyways. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, with Megan Stallion, she signed the Rock Nation. They ain't going to let that joint fly. Yeah, at this point, she's good to go. Yeah, um, so let's go to the last question of the day, man. This is a long. Uh, I, this has been a long one. Um, so, um, so pro boxer Amari Khan, um, he was robbed at gunpoint in London, um, with his wife coming out of the store, and they stole his ninety four thousand dollar watch, which has approximately seven hundred and eighteen diamonds. 
he was robbed of this watch um, and his wife ran. His wife ran away while he was getting robbed by these two gunmen uh, who told him who proceeded to um, evict his Robin. watch from his uh, <laughs> <laughs> from his wrist. This nigga said evict his watch. <laughs> and um, so right now his wife online is defending herself because public court of public opinion again has told her that she was wrong for leaving him and running away mind you they have three kids so her explanation she had to go home and take care of the kids her explanation is i thought about my family at that time and i ran and the husband has also come to her defense and said i wanted her to run i didn't want anything to happen to my wife oh but the public is saying she's not a ride or die. She's basically... So the, for the simple fact is they've really been coming at her. So she felt the need to defend herself online. And the court of public opinion is basically saying that. But um, I wanted to see what you thought about that and what... You, like, so there's a saying that in in stressful situations, our human mind subconsciously does fight three a, things. Fight we, we fight, fly, or, or we flee. We fight, flee, or freeze. So that's supposedly what we do whenever we're in a stressful uh, situation. I personally had a gun pulled on me before, and I remember it's actually happened to me probably three times. And two of those two times, I thought of running. If my friend hadn't locked the door, I probably would have got shot in the back. So thankfully, I didn't run. But the first time, I think I talked my way out of it. So I is that a freeze? I don't know. But in most situations... I don't know how many what people. What criminal activities you doing, nigga? I, I think you sometimes, unfortunately, I think you just be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Honestly. Oh shit. Um, black but I know house. that for me, that's something that I also think about. Like in those situations, what would you have wanted your significant other to do? And I would have wanted my wife to walk away or find a way to get out of there because her. So I I don't know if this is like selfish, but I think that I would I spend a better chance of surviving an incident by myself than with my spouse because I would probably be too worried about her to take necessary risks, if that makes sense. Um, makes sense. Um, I, th- I, th- I think that it's actually pretty common sense for her to, like, run. Um, yeah, she's not a gangster, so what would you... What yeah, do like, people like, expect her to yeah, do? Yeah, like, I don't even really know how to get, like, too far into, like, what would you, what would you want to have happened? Do you want her to get shot with you? Or on top of that, like... On top of that, like, I don't even know. Dog. The Breakfast Club spoke about it, right? They right. they had a conversation about it. And both of these, I, I think, in both situations, um, DJ Envy said his wife, when he got robbed both times, his wife was there. She didn't run. She didn't. She was basically there with him through the whole ordeal. And um, Angela Yee also said the boyfriend she was with current or in the past also got robbed while she was there. And while she was there, she basically didn't leave the situation because in her head, she just wouldn't have been able to forgive herself if something happened to him and she wasn't there to like do something or just be there, you know? So that's some people, I think women also have an instinctual thing to like sometimes put themselves in harm's way to protect the man that they love. That also is instinctual. Same way it comes from men, which is why in the military they say they don't want men and women in the same division because men subconsciously will always put themselves in a line of danger Right, instead of like focusing on the mission and be like, oh no, she's getting shot. I need a, and that's why they also say they don't want men and women in the same. That's one of the reasons they say they don't want them serving in the same units. So it's like those kind of things come to mind. Yeah, I just think it's all situational, and I think that those women that stood there, any woman that stands there, that's just in her character. And if she's standing there to be with you, then I think that 
more if she, especially if she's not frozen more often than not she's probably geared up and ready for whatever it takes to get out of that situation and i rather you let me just put it like this i rather you either be ready for the situation or run just don't freeze oh but some people will freeze if they're nervous i know that i'm just talking about what i want oh, yeah i don't want you freezing do not so freeze. <laughs> remy mom papoos get robbed remy mom running she probably shooting that nigga <laughs> Jay-Z and Beyonce getting robbed. Beyonce running? They're not getting robbed. They got their security in front of them. (laughs) (laughs) You're not getting close enough. All right, Diddy and Carisha. Carisha. That's his boo now. Oh, Carisha. (laughs) City girl. Man, Diddy on all about himself. He's not getting robbed either. (laughs) Drake and whatever Instagram thought. Uh, He probably going to Drake running. Yeah, but Drake gonna probably flash his fake ass and be like, <laughs> right here. <laughs> Jones made out of steel or some shit. Uh, who else is another celebrity? I'm just covered up with people at the top of my head. Who, who running? No celebrities come to mind. Tory Lanez in. Uh, nah, let me stop. <laughs> Too far. Too soon. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Let's get the parking tickets. I'll tell you one thing. I ain't pulling the gun on the baby. Oh shit! <laughs> don't fuck with the baby. That's the that's the name of the that's the name of this podcast. Don't, don't fuck, fuck with, with the, the baby. baby. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> All right, um, my parking ticket. I'm gonna go first as I remember mine. Um, my parking ticket is gonna go to the court of public opinion and celebrities who feel the need to explain everything to us. Um, I think the more we know about the, each other, the better life is. The less we know oh, about each so other, what? no, the less we know about each other, the better life is. And I think what has happened now, in the case of Will Smith, Jada, um, Tory Lanez, Megan The Stallion, and a number of other celebrities who continue to uh, tell us about their life and then get angry that the public doesn't agree with it, like. You continue to volunteer information. <coughs> you continue to volunteer information and um, expect, I don't know, sympathy, empathy, something from these you people. The but yeah, like Beyonce and Jay-Z don't say shit to us. And people hate that, hate it from them. But that's the perfect way to live your life, honestly. <clears throat> I personally enjoy living my life in mediocrity and quietness and obscurity. Oh, fuck that. I'm not, no mediocrity. No, not mediocrity, but it's, <laughs> I would say more like obscurity. Like, I prefer to be mysteriously ab- aloof. You don't know where, who, nothing. I prefer that in my life, personally. So, when I see these celebrities continue to volunteer information and they don't get, I don't know exactly what they're looking for, but they don't get that from the public. Like, the internet should have been let you know they will internet. And that's it. The internet will continue to internet with or without you. So don't be stupid and put out information and expect them to feel sorry for you because they will eat you alive. And they have done it countless of times. Just ask Daniel Caesar. That is it. And where is Daniel Caesar? He put out new music and nobody ever hears it. He, you did you see when he went to man? the Grammy? You see when he went to the Grammy and they said not a single person took a picture? Me, he just stood there. Let me tell you something. <laughs> he makes great music. But he was too ugly to be talking like that. He was too... Yeah, he was too... Oh, wow. That's fucked up. Too ugly to be talking like that. I fucked up. He fucked up. (laughs) He fucked up because he died... The hill he died on was for a white woman, Jules. Like, that was stupid. Listen to that. We had a great episode. That that was a great... That was a fire-ass episode we had about that situation. Listen. That was funny. Um, But yeah, he died for a white woman who no one even knows anymore. God bless him. (laughs) Um, No, my parking ticket is probably just going to go to... um, Ben Simmons, man. And primarily <laughs> because uh, he's the reason people don't probably take mental health 
Seriously. <laughs> um, I, I'm mad that I'm laughing, but you're right. Yeah, like, He's bro. on terrible face and the thing, on top mental of that, health. Yeah, and then on top of that, you're being paid millions of dollars. Like, and then you're suing for your money back yeah. from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You, you have the mental wherewithal to do that, though, don't you? Yep. But, and you can shoot threes, like, during... You know, practice and shit like that, but you can't go posting videos showing how your workout is going. Yeah, bro, get out of here. And honestly, a few people said some things about him. Joel Embiid made some comments. Doc Rivers made some comments. But um, I think it was Stephen A. Smith. No, um, it was another player. Um, Come on, Jelani. He left from the Lakers and went to play over there um, when it all happened. I can't remember his name, but what he said was in an interview. It was a player. It was a player that was one of like it was like an older player, like Udonis has him, just just like a player. Yeah, an OG. Yeah, a veteran. Yeah, a veteran. Yeah. He was basically said that um, Ben Simmons was cool. He just has too many yes men in his corner, and he's used to being catered to. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. He's a baby. Yeah, he's an he's an Australian and, baby. And the unfortunate <laughs> part is like he's literally, I think, the example of what. Some of Gen Z or whatever the new kids are. Yeah. They're very entitled. Privileged. They're, yeah. They're entitled. They're privileged. They think that they're supposed to get things and not have to like respond or just don't, they don't have any ownership of their their faculty and what they're doing and what they're presenting. They just think they're supposed to just be rewarded. But anyway, my parking ticket goes to him for being a poor representation of like, an athlete, and, yeah, and a, just a professional, health. a professional, a professional, just yeah. and understanding you're getting paid to be here, like, and I'm honestly not one of those people that be like, oh, like I'm not judging you, but I'm judging you based off of just the facts of life and what you've been doing, your rhetoric, everything he's been saying is just it feels like it's falling off deaf ears because at some point it's like, bro, either get on the court or shut up. At some point. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, right? He hasn't said anything and to anybody. And the worst part about him is he's known for playing defense. Like, I know and they was, needed that. I, yeah, and I was, was cooking them niggas. Yeah, everyone was making fun about, like, you know, KD and Kyrie. But Kyrie put KD in some bad situations all season. KD's been supporting his team. I don't care what KD's says. done a great job. He's, I'll say that. He has just been an example of Katie would love to what it means to be a good friend and, like, teammate. But with Ben Simmons, like... Honestly, if Ben Simmons and Katie and Kyrie were in the court, conversation, they might have still lost, but the conversation would have been different. But anyway, Parker Chief goes to Ben Simmons. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap um, for episode 18 or 19. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Peace. All right, y'all. Moving on in the lab. Yeah, yeah. Who better get the light?